Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your host, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Charmin Phillip. So, Charmin, we go to the game <laughs> on Sunday, <clears throat> hoping for a great game, opening day, and what do we get? Four interceptions. That's what we got. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got, exactly. And a quick trip out of the... <laughs> right. Stadium before the game ended. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what we got. Um, how are you guys doing, Jets fans? I am still pleasantly optimistic. <laughs> I know I'm probably very. I'm one of very few, but I am. I me too. I refuse to uh, bury Zach Wilson yet. It's too young. It's too early. Yeah. I, you know what? Hopefully this is going to be one of those games you put in the, put in the rear view mirror. It's done. It's over. And you move on to week three, you know, um, it started off great player introductions. Crowd was going nuts. It was great to be there. And even before the game, uh, Charmin and myself, we both got a chance to meet two of our friends that we've known for the past couple of years on Twitter and through podcasts and YouTube videos. So it was good to meet them as well, finally in person. Um, yes, sir. That really made the day. But, um, you know, the game obviously definitely <laughs> went in a different way than we, we thought it was going to go, especially as quickly as it did. Um, I don't know. What, what are your, what, what's your general thoughts about it? And we'll get into more of the stats as we talk about it. Well, of course, sitting there and, and uh, with the emotion of being in my first uh, trip to the stadium in a very long time, I had, uh, I had an initial take on a lot of things and then getting time to calm down and really view it uh, field wide, you know, with real perspective. Uh, there were uh, there were a lot of things that contributed to the reason the thing the the interceptions uh, that Zach Wilson threw. Um, of course, a lot of it is on him and nothing else. There's a little bit of a a kind of a little uh, ruin con uh, contingent of people on Twitter that thinks that uh, that look Matt Lafleur is partly to blame because of his play calling. Uh, I don't know if I would go as far as seeing that he has a, it's like, oh, there's, there should be more spacing and stuff like that. I don't know about that. Uh, the play call, I think that was the first interception with the spot route with from, uh, or the curl route by, uh, by Davis. Even if the play was called that way, your choice of throwing that ball there with man coverage and tight man coverage mm -hmm. as a quarterback, that's just a bad decision in my opinion. So that's that, you know, so I, you know, again, the decision to go where you go, you know, and how you go there. If you, if he was going to go there and he knew that uh, the cornerback was you know, had had position on 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 Davis. That ball shouldn't have been thrown there at all, in my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah. No. You know. Was, yeah, there was no throw there. 
Right. And uh, and that and even if the cornerback made a, a, a an absolutely athletic play reaching backward to tap the ball up. I mean, just the fact that he had a chance to tap the ball is the problem, in my opinion. So th- that's that. The second interception, if I remember, is the one that went through uh, went through Davis's hands. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's the one. Um, missed catch, bad bad luck. You know, everyone's like, "Oh well, he shouldn't have thrown it." That should that was a catchable ball. That was a catchable ball, in my opinion. So when you know, so when the guy when he did, doesn't catch the ball and then the ball gets intercepted, it bounces off his hands. You can't say that it's all Wilson's fault because Wilson threw the ball there. To me, that was on the wide receiver not catching the ball. You know, um, yes, the ball was a little high, but there's a you paying. You're paying this guy to make those right. catches, you know. So, yeah. you know, in my opinion, that's what it is. Uh, there was another, I think the third interception was him uh, missing some a read. Um, I think the read was fine. I think the fact that he missed a certain player that kind of baited him to throwing the ball. Um, was a problem there. He did not notice the defender. And then I think he I think he could have put a little bit more juice on the ball, taking the defender out of the play. Yeah. That was that was definitely possible on that throw. Um mm-hmm. yeah he definitely needed to put a little more uh yeah oomph on it to get it over the, the defender. Yes. And 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 this is the and this is where the conversation is for me. There is there is Throwing a football, there is understanding the play itself, right? So, okay, let, let's line it up. And understanding the play itself, which I don't think Zach Wilson has an issue with, right? I think he's a, bre- a pretty brilliant football player. And, and I think he'll show, and he has shown, and even within that game, he showed his understanding of defenses and executing plays. So that's not even a question in my opinion. There is the knowledge of the play, like I said. There is the execution of the play, but not within the execution of the play itself is understanding the nuances of executing plays, depending on what is happening right there. You could make the right read and make the wrong throw, which is which, which in my opinion, is what happened there in the third interception. It was the right read. In my opinion, he just happened to make the wrong throw. If he put a little bit more zip on the ball, put a little bit more loft on the ball, mm-hmm. that was a, that was a possible uh, com- completion, right? Um, but all but the thing about it too um, is understanding leverage, understanding players baiting you in certain situations under certain in a certain schemes, all these things in that quarter of a split of a second. <laughs> You have to configure, and it takes time. And he has it. He has the tools. Being able to execute all these things under those circumstances in that millisecond will take time. And he's done it before, and he did it in this game. And I think it's just a matter of time. 
for this kid to put things together. It's gonna, it, we, we all knew it was gonna take time. Yeah. So it, yes, it's jarring and it's shocking to see somebody throw, especially a Jets quarterback throw four interceptions in a game. But I don't think it's time to uh, jump ship yet. And you, you know what, before we get to the, the positives, cause there were a lot of positives in this game. Before yes, we get to that, I, the one the one question or the one I can understand what, when you brought up the uh, where they have the problem with the play calling, I, I kind of understand that. But what, this is where I'm, I'm going with this is that with the rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. and I think we even mentioned it too while we were watching the game that you know what they should just stick with the run for a while, get them settled into the game. You know, this is only his second game, his first home game. And, and and if you weren't at the game, when they introduced Zach Wilson, I mean, that stadium just blew up. It erupted. Yep. I mean, fans were ready to cheer for this guy. So, I and I think he got caught up in the moment just a little bit in the beginning, and he just couldn't settle in. And then, you know, confidence went after the second interception probably. But um, I just think they, they could have just, you know what, just stick to the – the ground game ground and pound you know what keep the game tight because the defense was was doing their their, their end of the bargain as well so i just think keep it <clears throat> keep it close in that sense you know just and just kind of ease them into the game don't and, rush them into these passing plays okay you know? and 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 that's a that's pretty and that's a good way of looking at it but you have to also understand it from this perspective right and it took me again I felt the same. I felt the same way watching the game, but when I had watched it the third time, <laughs> um, I, in my opinion, it wasn't. It wasn't just the play call. It wasn't the play calling. It was also what was what the Patriots were doing on defense. And again, please understand this. This was not some kind of mind-bending defense defensive strategy by the Patriots. The Patriots. The Jets put the Patriots on skates on multiple occasions. Um, I think if Zach Wilson executed that game plan, the Jets would have tore them apart. Uh, we're going to talk more about the running game and stuff uh, in a second, but um, there were multiple times when the Jets were getting open. Um, all what happened, in my opinion, was not that he wasn't, the, the play calling didn't allow him to settle in. He was being juiced up by himself. He was taking shots or chances where I thought that he should have taken dump offs. And this is, we make fun of players or we, we kind of use it as a derogatory term when a quarterback is a game manager. And, in, and to me, in my opinion, at, at that time in the game, that's what Zach Wilson needed to be. He needed to take the dump offs. He needed to throw the ball away when he needed to, or even take a sack if he needed to. Because the problem was that the the because of the man coverage, which again the coast the 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 um, the Patriots are one of the best in the league at doing. You will not get that many chances to burn them completely. You have to be patient and like. Coach Salah said after the game, he had to learn how to play just boring football sometimes and not go for the big, you know, go for everybody's throat. 
sometimes you just take it easy and take the dump offs. I think just in the stadium, Chris, we had this conversation multiple yeah. times where he, he had players right in front of him. Yeah. He could have given the ball instantly or immediately and he looked downfield instead. Right. And and because he looked downfield, it caused him or cost him issues or it caused the team issues or incompletions. Um, and that's the issue for, at, at hand. To me, it wasn't the coaches or the play calling. It was Zach being ultra aggressive that contributed to a lot of the issues. Um, so it was, for me, definitely wasn't the game plan or the game. He was supposed to be patient because there were times that he hurried stuff and you could see that he was rushing. And then there was like a massive overcorrection where he was kind of slowing the game down. There was one play, I think, with a kind of a wheel route by, uh, by Moore. Mm-hmm. Oh, Moore was wide it. open. Yep. And he took a beat off. Instead of rushing the throw, he took a beat off. And that beat is what literally eliminated the chances of Moore hitting his head on the goalpost. Because that was a touchdown. Yep. You know, and, and that was the, and that's the thing. He just could not get on point. He was either over correcting or he was way under and he just could not get himself settled. Like you said, and that was the issue in the game. To me, that's the massive change in the game, uh, uh, difference in the game, because again, uh, we'll talk about the defense and everything, but that, that we all know that's, that's what changed the game. And, and to be honest, this is what, this to me is the perfect game for me that brings up the argument of having that veteran backup quarterback, not to come into the game and take over. I'm not saying that at all. I think the game would have went the same exact way, but for me, like when he, let's say throws the quick interception, he comes to the sidelines, right? He doesn't have that. Let's use Nick Foles for an example. He doesn't have that veteran guy who's been there, done that, sitting next to him saying, all right, no problem, you know, and just easing him into it. He doesn't have that. Mike White is not that, not that player. And also, we also got to remember too, here's not his fault whatsoever. So I'm not putting any blame on him, but you also have the offensive coordinator who's a rookie offensive coordinator calling plays for the first time, right? So he's got to also find his legs, just like what we're saying uh, Zach Wilson does. The offensive coordinator also has to do the same thing. So they have, they have to do this together and find their, their rhythm and find everything together. And I think missing that veteran quarterback definitely hurts a little bit in a situation like this, because then he could go to him and let's say if it's Nick Foles, he could say, all right, you know, oh man, I, whatever, I rushed it or whatever. And then he could say, listen, it's okay. And just calm him down that way. And I think hearing that from a guy who's been there and done that is a little bit it's a little bit more assuring coming from him than coming from the coach. And his I, other, I, I, uh, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know you're not going to agree with me, but and also <laughs> too, no, I know I, I get it. Um, but there's also another thing too, that also hurt him that we don't, I don't think we give it enough. Um, uh, I don't want to say credit, but we don't give it enough uh, that has affected him is I think the untimely and, tragic death of Greg Knapp, I think affected him a little bit more than what we're, we're giving in because. Oh, that's absolutely that. I I will buy that. 
absolutely yes, that was, by I that. Mean, this is his position coach, and he yeah. lost him right before camp started. You know, so that and was, I think, and yeah. I think, and I think the on this, and I think I wrote about this in my article about Na, uh, about Greg Knapp um, initially. Um, he's his growth, Greg Knapp's growth from that system itself. The fact that he was there from its creation, uh, the West Coast system itself, and 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 also his love of the wide zone scheme that he literally tried to implement in several spots throughout his coaching career. So he has a base knowledge of all these things where he's taken it from years and years of experience, trying to implement it in so many different ways, having experiences of how it crashed and burned multiple times or how it succeeded in multiple times. His conversations with Zach Wilson would have been on a totally different level than anybody in that, in that organization would, de would definitely have uh, with him, so I I buy that a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and yes, <laughs> you're right. Um, I am not gonna say I'm not gonna throw cold water on the whole uh, the whole have a mature uh, quarterback in the room. I'm not. I don't think it's a total no for me, but I don't think it's that big of a a, a thing for me. There's a reason for that. I, I there, there is something about this kid and 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 we have to be pretty we have to be very careful in how we view things because when things go sour we have a way of flipping the the narrative and and in the same sense that same situation if it did not go sour and it went good we kind of we kind of make the narrative the same thing you know we kind of flip it to our advantage or make it to where we're comfortable with it, right. which I think that's the problem, you know. Um, so if if uh, if Wilson had been had thrown no interceptions yet and had four touchdowns in the first two games, we would be like, oh, hey, there you go. The coaches are brilliant to thinking that he doesn't need a, a, a quarterback, with, you know, a backup, you know. <laughs> so right. so no, I don't I think specifically. I... I don't think it's specifically that. I think this is just pure growing pains. I think that's just it. Like I said, the game within the game within the game is what he's struggling with now, which is, which is something that you could you. It just makes sense. You've right. never played NFL football on this level. I don't care how much film you you've seen. I don't care how much practice you've practiced until your you have built muscle memory on being able to see a linebacker sit on a route and you're able to loft the ball over his head. With timing and precision, that thing takes time. You might have had, you might have to try it like three hundred times first before you become like a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady esque, you know, throw over over a defender's head or manipulating defenses in the flat, intermediate or deep of the um, uh, parts of the field. It takes time. That's we cannot true. expect young players to just come in i don't care how many people we have they have whispering in their ears there's no way yeah, no i, I don't think <laughs> yeah, no, no, but do. i just think listen whenever mm. there's a rookie quarterback you always have yes. that veteran behind him that's all i'm saying and in this situation it's it's even worse because you don't have number one you don't have the rookie quarterback the the veteran quarterback behind him you also got a rookie offensive coordinator calling plays for the first time 
in his career yeah, as well. Yeah, that's that that's so, something we could have a conversation right, about. Right. So yes. you got two things working against. So now, you know what? He throws that pick, he comes back. Who's he talking to? All right, he's thrown he's talking to the coordinator, obviously, but he's also yeah. talking to a backup quarterback who's got basically no experience whatsoever as well. So you can't really you really it's not really a good sounding board. It's just somebody to talk to instead of a guy like I don't know if I don't know if it's not and, and I don't know if it's not a good sounding board. I, I think I think you're right, partly right here. I think the first part of what you said makes sense. Um I think I think yes, they're both uh inexperienced to a certain degree. Um but also their experience is what the game plan is, right? So Okay, if they've see, sat down and made a game plan for the for the game all week, right? And they've had these conversations multiple times and and they've flipped over what the looks are going to be on a specific play multiple times, right? Right. If something if something within that time happens that they didn't account for, that's something that happens to every defensive player, uh defensive coach or offensive coach. It doesn't matter if He'd been coaching for 20 years or if he was coaching for eight. Um, there is coaches get to see strange things happen on games all the time. I, I, I always talk about the fact that uh, that one of the funniest thing I've ever, things I've ever heard an NFL player say was Aaron Rodgers talking about in practice having one of his, I think it was either his tight end or his fullback, going totally left on a play call and then everybody cursed at him and was mad at him for play running the play totally the opposite of what he was supposed to but when they went in and they watched the film they realized that the guy <laughs> going the wrong way literally created a play that they had never even thought about you know mm-hmm. and the, the the reason why i always bring that up is because yes experience matters and, and I mean, come on. I mean, it goes without saying, but these guys are not totally inex- inexperienced. He, they've been around football for long periods of time. And we have to also remember there is somebody there, even if Greg Knapp is not there. Um, what's his name was, oh man, his name is ex- escaping me right now. Hey, no, no. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not you know, that. So there, there is someone that's very yeah. experienced with 20 something years of, of offensive football experience there. Talking to both um, uh, the offensive coordinator and Zach Wilson, and and right now, and they their game planning is not just off of just two young people figuring it out. There is an, a, a group of people trying to help here, and and yes, there is going to be mistakes. And I think yes, you could see that uh, within uh, 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 Michael Flo's game planning, you could see. There's little things about it that are not really there yet, but you could also see things about it where he's trying to create something that is of his own. He's trying to create something of his own, and that takes time, which you're right. Time maybe that you don't, or we as fans don't have. We were like, man, we don't have time for this. You know, we want now, you know, but unfortunately there's no now. Yeah, no, I, I listen, I'm not saying it would speed up any process or make anything better. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that having 
almost any rookie quarterback always had that veteran behind him. Now, maybe maybe they didn't want to do that because maybe they, they didn't want him to feel like, oh, this guy, all right, listen, if you start messing up, we're going to bring this guy in. You know, maybe that's why they didn't do that. I don't know. But they had the chance to, to bring somebody in, and they didn't. So, But that's all right. I'm not saying it's, like I said, the game would have went exactly the same way. I just think having that veteran quarterback who has seen everything, who has seen all these schemes, who has battled Bill Belichick, and let's say if it was Nick Foles, has beat Bill Belichick on the biggest stage, could have said, oh, yeah, he normally does this, or he did, you know, whatever, whatever you want to put in there. All I'm saying is that you normally have that, and this kid is being thrown into the wolves in, I don't want to say the worst possible situation, because obviously it is worse, but he's been thrown in to, you know, uh, unbelievable pressure, number one being the Jets quarterback, right? We haven't had a good Jets quarterback since, obviously, Joe Namath, right? I mean, so now you have that pressure. Now you have a rookie offensive coordinator. He's trying to figure things out himself. He's calling plays for the first time. You got a new position coach that you just recently knew. You, re you recently just got a couple of months ago because of, you know, unfortunately what happened with uh, Greg Knapp. So all this on top of that, and now you got this guy sitting next to you. That's why I thought they should have kept Josh Johnson when they brought him in. I thought that's what that was for, that they were going to hold on to him and to keep him as that kind of, I don't want to call him a mentor, but just somebody to, you're like, okay, when you come back, oh, yeah, all right, this is what blah, 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 instead of, you know, your rookie offensive coordinator talking to you about it because maybe he doesn't know some of the things that Belichick is throwing at him right now. I don't know. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, to have a more of a veteran presence behind him, could, it could only help is what I'm saying. It could only help. It's not going to hurt him. But I understand that. It is. It is what it is. It's. No, it's no big deal. It was just something I thought about as, as you know, as the game was going on because I hate you. You know, it's. It's frustrating for the kid. I know, because and it's frustrating for all the fans because you know this kid has so much talent and you you hear it on the guys on TV. I'm not talking about jet people. I'm talking about almost every station you turn on to. They're all saying the same thing. Nobody is saying Wilson is going to be a bust or the Jets made a mistake by drafting him. They're all saying this kid is special. And it's just a matter of time, just like what we're saying. It's just a matter of time. But let's hope that this is his, his worst game of the season or his worst game of his career would be great. At, you know, we don't have to worry about it as much anymore. But, but now, all right, so we'll put that aside. Let's talk about the positives. I mean, how about that? Let's say on the, on the, on the offense for a second, the running game was exceptional. Yep. I mean – they ran, including Zach Wilson, they ran 31 times. Zach Wilson carried three times. The other, the other three, Michael Carter, ran 11 times for 59 yards. Ty Johnson, 12 for 50. And Tevin Coleman, only five carries, but 24 yards. So they all averaged over 4.2 yards. Yeah. Which is, that's very good. Very good. And especially for our line being a little banged up without Becton. So that's yeah, they played well. The line played well. Uh, uh, shout, shout out to uh, AVT. Had a hell of a game. Um, our center showed up. I mean, I complained about him last week, and he showed up this week. 
I'm going to play better this week. Yeah, everybody showed up. I mean, there were, um, I think, I think the one player that seemed to be struggling. I mean, maybe if I say, if I talk, talk about him, he will respond himself mm-hmm. is uh, Van Roten. Um, definitely, uh, man, on a couple of the runs there, man, he, he got pushed all the way back, creating issues for runs where, um, where they were, where the, clearly everybody else were winning their, their want their, their positions. And he was the one kind of, he kind of negated the runs because of his play. Um, if you really want to see a kind of a breakdown of that, uh, uh, Follow uh, Luke Grant. Luke Grant has a nice breakdown of the run, run some of the run plays showing um, how good the line was. Um, but um, it, it just goes to show you again, like I said, it just just patience. Uh, uh, um, the the scheme takes time to learn. It's not something that's gonna happen over time, and because of I mean, every blocking scheme needs everybody to block well. It's not specifically this scheme itself, but it works. When you see a wide zone scheme and you see a wide zone run, just notice everything. For the most, like if you on a on a let's say on a gap scheme on the front side of the play, the double team hits perfectly, and then somebody climbs up to the second level and boom, the running back gets a lane and he's gone. Right. Right. On a wide zone, you need the front side to be great. You need, and you need the backside to be sealed off. So you need a larger uh, contingents of near, not perfect, but pretty good blocking. So, because what that creates is not only the first 10 yards, but then it also, with the with the tight ends and the wide receivers doing what they're supposed to do, creates another 10 yards. You know, that's why you've seen a lot of those people that run those, uh, a lot of teams that run those the, the wide zone, you see just these massive caverns being created by, by, the, by the offensive line and the, just the team in general. So it will take time, and I think... Uh, I think it will be successful. It just uh, we just need to be patient with it. Uh, uh, Michael Carter, man, mm. he's gonna be good. Oh, he's yeah. gonna be good. Um, I think. I think. Uh, I, I think Ty Johnson. I was it not Ty Johnson. Um, uh, what's it? What's the other kid's name? The other running back is it Ty Johnson? I can't for some reason can't think of yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I think he needs to be a little bit more patient. I think um, I think I saw uh, plays last year of his of him having vision. So uh, all of a sudden, him not having that much vision kind of bothers me. It's not bothering me, but it looks like he's playing a little too fast. Um, take it easy. Um, let let the plays develop, man. It's gonna happen. Um, but it was encouraging to see the running game the way it went. And just to give you some numbers to back what you're saying up, last week we averaged 2.6 yards a carry against the Panthers. They went 17 times for 45 yards. This week, they got 152 yards on 31 carries for a 4.9 average. And their better success they got off of was from through Moses 
they carried four times for 32 yards. And this is through pro football focus. And they were also good between McGovern and Barry Tucker to say what, what she was saying, Barry Tucker having a good game and McGovern uh, 10 carries for 50 yards through those guys through that. Yeah. So that's just backing up what, what you're saying that they definitely, they definitely ran the ball very well. That's why I just, hopefully that, that develops as well. And that, that keeps going, that keeps trending, you know, up as well. Um, yep. And the pass protection was good too. Through the first three quarters, um, let me see, last week, Wilson was sacked six times and he got hit 10 times in, in week one. And through the first three quarters this week, uh, Wilson, he only got hit once. Well, he got sacked once through, through three yes. quarters until, you know, the last quarter or he was throwing the ball much more, but um, so in both sense, you know, in, in both ways, pass protection and through the run, they were much better, this, this offensive line. So that's encouraging because we were talking about, it's going to take time to really gel, but if they're getting, getting their act together now, can you imagine in two, three, four weeks, how much better they're going to be? Agreed. Yeah. And, and like I said, um, yeah, it'll take time because even even uh, even that game that wasn't perfect, it was good, you know. Um, I think I think when you watch other teams that that have been running that scheme for a while, you could just tell that they're so much better at it. Um, so there's a lot of room for growth, you know. So I'm not worried about that. I'm I'm just saying that you know. Just be patient with the with the with the young with the young dudes and and be patient with the offensive line for now. Yeah, I mean, and and the other thing that was great too, I, I thought the defense played much better than the score. You know, when you look at the score, you think, oh, they gave up twenty. They really didn't give up twenty six points. I think no. sixteen was off turnovers. So yeah. if you take those sixteen off, would they give up thirteen? I'm sorry, if they sixteen, they only gave up nine. Yeah. On their own, so I thought the defense played very well. C.J. Mosley, you know, leading the way, and we were hoping to see this in a few weeks, but he seems to be already back to what he was. I mean, ten tackles, you know, led the team as well. He had a pass, he had a pass to defense as well. Um, and let's give John Franklin Myers mm. another sack. He's another guy that's going nuts these first two games, I think he's a guy Joe Douglas has to think about signing now before he gets to, by the time he gets to free agency, this guy is going to be, his price is going to be way higher. They should think about doing this now because it's going to cost them much more in the off season to sign this kid. Yeah. John, John Franklin Myers. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, I think I think as fans we need to look a little closer uh, there because this that whole line has been good for the last two two weeks. Yep. I'm reading things on Twitter about Quinn and Williams is not making plays. <sighs> um, <laughs> whoever's saying that uh, you're They're wrong. Watching. They are not watching the game. <laughs> you're you're so wrong. Um, yeah. That whole line has been pressuring. The last two teams that they they've played, they've fresh pressured them and caused issues for them. Um, yes, other players have been making the play, the splash plays, but the the Quinn and Williams was in the backfield multiple times on on a lot of plays. 
uh, yes, um, children rankings and um, and JFM got to the got to the quarterback, but trust and believe Quinnen Williams was in the backfield multiple times. Um, I'm not I'm not worried about him. Um, he just came off of ankle surgery, and he's already explosive. It's gonna it, the longer these guys play together, the more it's gonna be a problem for offensive lines to block them. We knew this from the from jump. We knew this. Yep. Yeah, we knew the defensive line was was going to be special. What are we worried about? I I still I don't understand. It's like, come on, man. What do you want them to do? Six sacks every game? Yeah. The other players got get the other players get played too. It's you not know. just about sacks. You got to remember <laughs> exactly. That. Sacks is <laughs> sacks is the most ridiculous thing. Everybody, what is the sack? The sack number does the 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 record in a season for sacks? What is it? Twenty two. Yeah. Like how that. many snaps? Out out of how many snaps do you end up right. getting twenty two sacks? I mean, what what do you? Most defensive linemen average what? Fifty something snaps a game. If not even that, you know. And and you and and you're playing all these snaps, and you're only ending up with twenty two. Because the way people talk about it, it seems like you should be able to get a sack or two every game. And there's only been a handful of players in the history of football that have even come close to doing this. You know, so this is not something that's, that you should ever use as a measuring stick for any defense or defensive line. It's incredibly uh, short-sighted in my opinion. So um, that's that. Um, I am encouraged by what I see from the, the, the defensive backs, mm-hmm. um, the, especially the corners, man. Oh my goodness. These play, these kids are playing their butts off. Yep. Uh, Paul has been spectacular. It's, it's, it, there's no way, there's no way you could go around how good he's been. Um, and everybody that stepped up across from him or in the, in the slot has been, they've been playing so well. They're going to be tested like hell next week. But I am very uh, pleasantly surprised by the way they've played. Uh, and coaching matters, man. They're well coached. You could tell they're well coached. They do not make horrible mistakes. You, They make mistakes, yes, but it's not stuff that you like pulling your hair out of your head um, watching them play. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with our defensive backs. Wish our safeties were healthy. <laughs> uh, well, you um, know, Marcus Mays, he had, another, he had a good game too. Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> he did. We know, we know what Marcus Mays brings to the table. Um, the, 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 the one sack where he had the blitz, um, he damn near intercepted uh, Mac Jones on one of those plays where I think that was called back for some kind of holding or something. Uh, yeah, we know what he could bring. He just he just ha- need needs a healthy someone next to him, and we don't we you know we're rolling in guys from the street at this point playing to play safety. So, and listen, we'll see. Outside of a couple of plays, the one play obviously is going to stick out is the run by Damian Harris where he broke about seven tackles. Yeah, into the touchdown. 
and if you take that run out from him, he was 15 for 36. Hmm. If you take that run away from him. Okay. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah. James White was only five for 20, you know, so they were, I mean, the defense played very well. So don't go by the score. Listen, four turnovers. That's hard to, it's hard not to give up points off those turnovers because they were so deflating. Um, And in short fields. Yeah. It was quick. Yeah. Right. You give, you give the, um, you, you give them a short field to play with, you know, automatically they're in field goal range to begin with. And our old friend Folk, he was four out of four. So, there you go. <laughs> um, so I, to me, those were all positives. And I think going into next week against Denver, I think it's it's. Listen, if Zach Wilson just just relaxes in the beginning, you know, don't run, like you said, don't go for those big long. You know, don't go, don't look away. If there's that, if you could just dump it off to somebody and get five seven yards. Do it, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. There is, there is an, there's also some one, one other thing I wanted to talk about too, which kind of uh, was brought up by someone on Twitter that I saw and kind of clicked something in my head. Um, I, I think I, I'm trying to remember what his name is. He's pretty uh, big football guy on Twitter, but he he mentioned the fact that it seems like there is an evolving. Uh, uh, understanding of how to attack that Shanahan system by a lot of teams in the NFL, um, and and the the teams that had been running the scheme for the longest and has has been able to evolve evolve the scheme are always going to be dominant. Especially they have dominant players to play the scheme. The younger t- um, coaches that are running the scheme uh, uh, seem to be struggling now. This is such a small amount of information here. It's just two games. I don't think you should make a decision on, you know, on if something is, you know, if out of two right. games, I don't know if that, that's something you should go off of. But I think, I, think, I, think, I think I pointed it out to you too, how it seemed like they were, the, the Patriots were playing single high most of the day. You know, and they were just flooding the the short and uh, intermediate uh, places on the field with with bodies, which again probably was the issue. Again, you could say that's probably the issue too, because then then all your 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 short and intermediate passes, the ones that you normally use as a safety valve, would be clogged, right? And then you're forced to go downfield instead, which is something you would probably want a rookie quarterback to do. Um, instead of him throwing the ball short, which would probably be comfortable for him. You know, the most uncomfortable position you want to put him is to be able to fit the ball in a tight window downfield. So I think there is truth to that. Um, I have to do a little bit more research on that. But I think there is, I think teams are probably baiting, especially this West Coast system, uh, which loves short intermediate passes to kind of uh, let you know, get the engine going kind of that's, that's what they play off of. Uh, If you take that away from a rookie quarterback, you can't do that against Aaron Rodgers. You know, Hmm. you can't play short and and let him throw the ball long. You you know, that's impossible. So um, (laughs) you die. So, but, but, but for a rookie quarterback, that's the, that's the, that's, that's the perfect thing, you know? So 
I I'm, I don't know how true it is, but it makes a lot of sense when I'm when I watch both what Carolina did against the Jets and what I saw New England try to do against the Jets. Yeah, and we, we have to remember this year is not going to be about the wins and losses. I know a lot of people yep. were getting excited. We're making the playoffs. It, it just wasn't going <laughs> to happen, right? So let's let's not worry about the wins and losses. Let's worry about the progress of the team, especially, of course, Zach Wilson, because that's that's what this season's about. And you know what? 2020, 2022, when that year comes up and after we see what we did this year and then we have our hopefully another busy offseason, yeah, then we can start talking playoffs and, and everything else. But for now – Listen, it's going to be a season like this where we're going to have games like this where turnovers, mistakes, but we just got to see progress as the year goes as as the year goes by. So, I think that's and I, I think we'll see it. So, um, all right. So let's start. Let's let's get right to game three or week three's game. Uh, we got Denver this week. Uh, what, what are your what are your quick thoughts about that game um, heading into it? Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, I remember we were talking about that, how Teddy Bridgewater is kind of the, um, you know, the settle, you know, like a beautiful girl can't find a, a man to match her, so she settles with the dude with <laughs> the Cheeto shirt. <laughs> you know, so so it, it's, 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 um, it's crazy watch, watching him play within within their system. And, yes, there's a lot of throws that he just can't make because he just doesn't have the arm for it. But because he is all about being as crafty and as uh, safe as possible, um, it, cre- it creates reliability. And with a defense that, like the defense and the talented players they have on defense, it's a good match, you know, it's a good match for the, for that defense. So it makes the team, if the, 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 the offense is reliable, they move the ball slowly. They, you know, they're pretty, and, and don't get me wrong with the weapons they have on offense, they could eat you up and they could eat up yards pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and when you, and when you pair that with the fact that they have, defensive players that are so talented on the defense that could, that's that, that could attack you from any which way um that's that's a pretty good matchup in my opinion it's it's looking that way anyway from two games yeah no definitely they've won their first two games last week they beat jacksonville teddy had a very good game last week uh 328 yards a couple of touchdowns um and he's got the weapons so that that's not going to be an easy game and we even said it before the season started, when we were going through the schedule, that Denver was not going to be an easy game. Um, one of their guys is definitely out um, on defense. I think it's yeah, um, uh, Bradley Chubb. Right, he's out. Yeah, with his ankle. Be out a while. Yeah. So, so that's a well. I hate to call it positive. I hate when someone's hurt and calling it a positive, but him missing definitely will help us a little bit. Um, well, what's your thoughts on the game? like a little prediction here. Well, what's your thoughts on how do you think it's going to go? I think, I think this is the matchup for the defense that, that we will see where, where they really, where are their feet right now? Um, we we've been presently supplied, pleasantly surprised by their performances, 
this is going to take it up a notch because players like Hogland Sutton, who had a torn ACL last week, last year, all of a sudden looks like himself again. And nine receptions, 159 yards later, you're looking at one of the better talented young wide receivers in the NFL. So, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you're yeah. going up again, so, you know. You, that's good. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, and oh, they have. sound good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and just just so, that they're so talented. They have, and they yeah. have so much speed, man. So, um, the, the tight end fans, um, um, Cotton Sutton, like I said, um, it's just just so much there um, on offense that they could do um, for you. And then when you turn to turn to that defense and you see players like Kareem Jackson as a safety and Simmons as a safety, and, yeah, and Sutton and and Sutan as Sutan yeah, as the corner that team, they really <laughs> yeah. one after another. They, they, yep, we we oh. have a, we're gonna have our hands full, brother. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a tough game, but I think they're going to play better this week. But they're definitely going to be challenged both on offense and defense. So I, I, I don't think we're going to win. Um, I just hope they play better. Um, but I, I definitely see Denver winning, I'll say, like 27-20. I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to, and probably, and I hate, I hate, because whenever I predict stuff, I, there's always some, some, the universe always comes uh, against me for some reason, but uh, <laughs> I just have a, I just have a feeling that, um, that the Jets D is probably the perfect answer for what Bridgewater does. Um, so I will take the Jets winning slightly. I think wow. this is going to be a little bit of a defensive game. I think this okay. is going to be like a a 17-14 Jets win. All right. Hey, let's hope you're right. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's go let's go quickly through uh week 2 games. Uh the Thursday night game, Giants lost a rough game against Washington. Um you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, Taylor Heineke, man. Uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean 336 two uh yards, two touchdowns. I'm killing people on that play action, 150 yards, two touchdowns just off a of play action. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw that one throw in the corner to uh, to that Seals Jones kid with the wide receiver on that fade yes. route. Mm -hmm. Sheesh, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, no, they they're they're. Hey, we said it before. Washington's a very good team. Their only question mark was was at quarterback. So. If Hanky could give them something at quarterback, that's a dangerous team. Yes, um, sir. Uh, Cincinnati losing at Chicago 2017 and Burrow through three picks in a row on three yeah. straight possessions. Uh, yeah. That's rough. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to bounce back from that. So, yeah. Um, I might have spoken too soon about the Bears defense. Um, they are as advertised, one of the better defenses in the NFL. And you can't come, if you don't come correct, they will right. mm -hmm. send you home with your tail, your tail between your legs. And that's exactly what happened there. Because um, that's that's definitely not knowing what the Bears could do on offense or what they can't do on offense. This is not the prediction you would, you would think, or we thought, <laughs> not me anyway. I, I definitely didn't think that the Bears could have won that game. 
Um, and the next game, you got Houston. Uh, they put up a fight against the Browns, a lot better than I think we thought they would. But Browns end up winning 31-21. I mean, not that much of a surprise, only that Houston scored as many that they did. That they did. <laughs> yeah, in the first two game, the first two games, Houston has been fighting. Uh, it looked like their coaches, somebody is in that ha- down there is, you know, lighting the fire. Let's go. You know, they they look way more competitive than they did last year. Um, I guess I guess they did hit rock bottom because when you do hit rock bottom, no, you know, there's only there's only up. <laughs> in that. Yeah. So um, so. But Taylor so is I out think, for a few weeks now. Tyrod. Yeah. So, so I, the rookie. Yeah. Um, he made he he made a couple throws. He also made that one interception that kind of killed him. But we'll see what they have. Yeah. Next game, uh, the Rams on the road beat the Colts 27-24. Uh, we've seen the Rams winning, but uh, Wentz sprained both his ankles. Ridiculous. Uh, I don't know how that's possible, but he did. Uh, yeah, the way he was tackled. It, yeah, he's got it. wasn't his fault. It, was, it really wasn't his fault, man. I know yeah. what you're going to say. Um, that was the way Aaron Donald tackled him. It was just the way he got wrapped up on his feet, got stuck on the Aaron, Aaron Donald when Aaron Donald got him. It it was just an, a freak accident. When you look at the way his feet got stuck, I mean, you know how many times people get tackled like that? It's almost impossible for their feet to get stick, stuck like that. It, it was, right. it was, it, it just happened. It was just a freak, and it just happened. To, it just happens to him, man. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with him. But um, the Colts did give uh, uh, the Rams a fight. But man, we got to start talking about Cooper Cup, man. One of oh, the yeah. best in the business, man. Nine catches, 163 yards, two TDs. So, yeah. Um, it's going to be, hey, that's a Super Bowl team right there. You know, they can yeah. definitely do it. You know, they're in a tough division like we know, but that's definitely a team to keep an eye on. Uh, Buffalo goes to Miami, wins 35 nothing, so they kind of get back into their, <laughs> back into their ways. Yeah, uh, they run the ball. Yeah. That's what they did. Uh, Surprising because uh, right, we spoke about this last week. Threw the ball multiple, what fifty-one times, or whatever the hell they threw the ball for last year. Last, this is not your game. It's not what you do, you know. So, so you know, let Singletary run the ball. You know, he rushed. He had a, you know four point seven five average per carry. You know, let him run the ball. You know, um, and let your and then you know what. Turn on those, turn on those jets, man. AJ Epinesa and uh, brand new shiny car they have in uh, in in Gregory Rousseau, who had two sacks. So there you go. San Fran wins in Philly, seventeen eleven in a tough game. Jury's still out on Hertz. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he just had he. I mean. I missed opportunities in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, that, that's, that's what it was. And uh, I mean, if you had a 91 yarder that goes for first down in the one yard line, then you have a penalty called, call it backwards and you end up not scoring a touchdown. Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah. you deserve to lose the game after that. So, right. you yeah. know, you can't put it in. That's, yeah. Good. 
and uh-huh. and they had a block a block field goal too i think too so if i remember yeah so we'll see there san fran i tell you jimmy g he may not get the credit but that guy just wins games but, yes you know the guy just wins games it may not be pretty or he might be pretty but maybe his play might not be <laughs> but <laughs> a good one right but the the guy wins games man give the guy credit yeah. you know uh Next game, Vegas, the Raiders winning on the road in Pittsburgh, 26-17. Man, that Pittsburgh offense is not pretty. Talk about being pretty. They are not pretty at all. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to uh, crown Derek Carr one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL? Uh, he's definitely um, – you know what? <laughs> I think he doesn't get credit. We talk about Jimmy G. Carr does not get the credit he deserves. Yeah, um, and and he has a he has a, a a set of weapons that we don't respect either. And I think they're starting to emerge. I mean, we know what Waller could do, uh, but for, uh, Foster Moreau had a touchdown. Um, um, Renf- Hunter Renfro is probably one of the one of the better third down wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, we don't talk. And Henry Ruggs had his coming out party. There you go. <laughs> so I th- are the Raiders for real? We'll, we'll find out. They're two and zero now. They played. With- they played good defense too. With uh, with all of a sudden, Max Crosby has a running mate with uh, Yannick Ngakwe. So mm-hmm. they've had. They I think they they've each averaged five plus uh, hur- uh QB hurries in the last couple games in the first two games. So there you go. Carolina twenty six seven over the Saints. Sam Darnold's very good game again. So he's two and zero. Yeah, uh, I forget, and I have to find the the Carolina Panthers defensive coordinator because you're starting to see that guy uh, come up with some really good scheming and and he, he, you know pressure, fake pressure, and all that stuff. And that defense, the way they rotate out of stuff, and the way they disguise things. Man, I'm telling you, uh, they're gonna cause problems for a lot of teams, and mm-hmm. and uh, that offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and they had them fooled multiple times last um, on Sunday. I'm telling you, so this was not all on the Saints QB. I know people would love to put it all on him, but I'm telling you, uh, yeah, let's there, see. There was there Brian. I, I, there was a point Brian Burns is you know one of the best. Tack, right tackles in the NFL, making him look like a fool. Yep. So, yeah. Next up, uh, Denver won at Jacksonville 23-13. Jacksonville looks like a complete poop show so far early <laughs> in the season. Uh, feel bad for Mr. Uh, Lawrence, but it, that that's going to be a long season for Jacksonville, I think. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville is gonna have growing pains too, man. Uh, they have certain parts of their team that uh, that have good talent, and there's certain parts of their team that's gonna struggle. And the QB, you know, he has the same growing pains that our QB is gonna go through. He's gonna go through also. Um, and Arizona yeah. 34-33 over the Vikings. Uh, Minnesota missed a last second field goal to win it. So that was a little heartbreaking for them. 
yeah uh that was a that was a hell of a game man that was a hell of a game um minnesota needs to win more of those games if they want to stay around because if they don't they're not gonna they're right there i mean yeah yeah they're they're good you know i i think i think their defense played better than i thought they would trust trust me i didn't think the vikings defense would show up the way they did so but like you said um, they got to win those games they got to win those games you got to find a way uh tampa bay 48 25 over atlanta well there's not too much to talk about there you, Uh, you know what the deal is there no defense for Falcons and very little offense uh, because they're learning a new system uh, in Atlanta. So little weird decisions going on there with Arthur Smith, not going on fourth down and then going. And so (laughs) he's finding his brand new coach. Our guys, you know, right. Yep. Uh, Dallas upset. I think uh, over the chargers in LA 2017 on a last second field goal. Uh, Chargers gave that game away. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> uh, almost a hundred yards of penalties, yard penalty yards. And we've heard that before. Uh, and, about Chargers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, giving up one hundred and nine yards on the ground to Tony Pollard. You know, co- bad coaching calls, tight, bad clock management. Come on, man. I mean. Dallas, Dallas should have beat the pants off of them, off of all the mistakes that they made, in my opinion. Definitely. Uh, Tennessee in a thriller, 33-30 in overtime. Derrick Henry, man, is hmm. just, he's literally a one-man show. Wrecking crew? Yeah. Just, <laughs> dude, you just can't stop that guy. When he gets rolling, he's just yep. unstoppable, man. Yeah, and I think that's the story right there, man. Uh, they needed their weapon to get going, and once he gets going, everything else uh, just falls <laughs> into place for that team, man. Um, yeah, that team is once this guy is performing at that level, it's gonna be a very hard. It's gonna be very hard to beat that team. Oh yeah, another crazy game, the Sunday night game, Baltimore edges out. Kansas City, 36-35. Kansas City's defense has to – they better straighten out or else they ain't going to a Super Bowl with that defense, I'll tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, It's just just a a lot going on, man. Um, I'm sorry, Chris. Um, Just got some bad news. Um. It's 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 NFL football, man. That's that's how it is. Uh, no, definitely. And then Monday night, uh, Green Bay thirty-five seventeen over Detroit. I don't think that much wasn't much of a surprise. I just thought Detroit played them pretty solid up until you know Green Bay just got going offensively. They they just weren't going to keep up with them. Yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers, man, uh, turned it up when he had to. Uh, with two wicked throws um, that one threw down the sideline and to Adams and the other one in the air hole of the, of the <laughs> right close to the airs of the, of the, the um, coverage safety or linebacker, whoever it was to the tight end for the touchdown. Yeah. That was that incredible. Throw, he threw like 60 yards in the air or 50 yards. I mean, it was ridiculous on the money too, no less. I mean, yeah. 
guy's ridiculous. Yeah. So, all right. So that's that's week two. Crazy week two. I thought you know week one was crazy. Well, week two was just <laughs> as crazy in the NFL. I think, and I think that's what we got to expect here in week three. So let's go through these games real fast. Um, Carolina at Houston on Thursday night. The Tyrod Taylorless Houston Texans now, and no Deshaun Watson too. Yeah, I, I think I think you know I'm going to go with Carolina. I like I like where they're going. I think we have to, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the Texans are going to continue to fight, but this is Carolina. Yeah, no, Carolina, man. Sam Donald could be three and zero, unbelievably. Uh, Washington at Buffalo, which should be a really good matchup. This uh, Buffalo. You think Buffalo is up? You think they're? Uh, I think they're, so. Yeah, I, 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 I trust Buffalo more than Washington, but it should yeah. be a good game. I think it'll be a tight one. Yeah, I think Buffalo is back. I think they know what. I think they should have known what they are, what they were in the first game. So, but yeah, they they if they stay with, they continue with their identity, they would be fine. Yep. Uh, next up after that, Chicago at Cleveland. We'll see how good that Chicago defense is against the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. Um, these uh, challenges for Baker Mayfield, man, he, he, you know, he's showing up, he's fighting. Um, some of them he's not, you know, he's kind of shaky. Sometimes you see that he's pretty uh, steady. Um, he's going to have to find some even ground somewhere. He can't be constantly be like a ro- roller coaster as a player. If he's going to lead that team, he's going to be more, he has to be more, uh, straight line he has to be more of a flat line if you understand what i'm saying yes but i but i think that's the browns game to win uh baltimore at detroit detroit i, I think detroit's gonna fight this year I, I didn't think they would be as good as they are not that they're good but i didn't think they'd be as good because monday night they they held up with green bay up until you know until you know until rogers said all right enough of this we're gonna start scoring some touchdowns here but um yeah, but I don't think they're going to compete with Baltimore. Baltimore will win that game, I would say. Uh, yeah, Baltimore too. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee, good divisional game. <clears throat> yeah. Not sure but about Wentz. I don't yeah. know what's going on the, with him right now. Right, and that's the question. The question is, offensively, can the Colts keep up? We know what the Colts could do on defense. Definitely. You know, but but I don't think the Colts could keep up on on offense. No. Especially if Derrick Henry gets going, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're stopping that dude. Uh, Chargers at Kansas City. That's gonna be an quite interesting a game, original game, man. Yeah, quite a game, and but but the, again, the Chargers, you're gonna be disciplined or not? Because right. if you're not gonna be disciplined, you're not gonna win any games, yeah, especially against a team like 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 Kansas City. You're not gonna do this. So Kansas City all the way, in my opinion. Yeah, they will make you pay for sure. Yeah. Um, the Saints at New England. We've just seen what New England could do. Um, I don't know if the Saints, I, offensively, mm. what are you going to get? You're going to get Winston week one or Winston week two? <laughs> right? Offensive line week one, offensive line week two. Right. Um, I think this game is going to be closer than we think. I don't think week two was the Saints. I think they had a bad week. Um, I'll stay on that. But I don't think they, still, they could beat the, the, the Bucs. But I think it's going to be a closer game. Yeah, I, I think the Patriots will pull that one out. 
Uh, Atlanta at the Giants. Giants has a chance to win a game. <laughs> I, I think the Giants, they got to win this one. I mean, they, yes. they should have beat Washington. They should be able to beat Atlanta. Um, yeah. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Um, can hmm. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's offense has to get going because the defense is not going to be able to carry them the whole season. They're just not. You got to get some kind of offense. As good as the Pittsburgh defense is, Pittsburgh's offense has to get going. Big Ben's got to get that offense in gear somehow. Yeah. Um, they, 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 I don't, uh, how do you get it in gear if you don't have an offensive line? That's... <laughs> we said that from the very beginning, <sighs> from the and, draft. And, 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 what, and you could see the talent oozing out of that running back, man. This kid is ready to go. Yep. And he just will not have as many opportunities, in my opinion as if they had addressed the offensive line, which I think they haven't. And I think that's going to be the issue. Uh, sure. Maybe they know more than me and, and uh, some somewhere along the line, that line's going to gel. I don't know, but I just, it just seems, it doesn't seem plausible for me at this moment. True. Uh, Arizona at Jacksonville. This has to be Arizona's game. Yeah. Arizona is just, cut above man they were they're one of the better teams in the nfl the jacks is not definitely uh miami at the raiders can miami work some magic Come back worked last year and <laughs> coming back they, they're they're again i think they had a bad game um the question a question mark again the fact that the, the qb the qb issue right um so that's gonna be a out. problem against an, a team an offense uh, like the Raiders that could put up the points and the yards that they can. So I don't think Miami stands a chance here. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough matchup for them for sure. Here's to me the, the game of the week: Tampa Bay at the Rams. The Rams win. Yeah, that's it. Statement? Let's see it. This is it. <laughs> this is your shot right here. Yeah. Uh, um, that's you gonna be quite a it? game. <laughs> you, be a you know. Yeah. Uh Mm. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough I'm, one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rams because you know why? Because I'm. I want to stay. Um, <laughs> in the off season, I did say I. I believe in the Rams, so I'm gonna stick with the Rams. Yeah. Rams yeah, I, win I, that game. I think they're for real too. Uh, but I think but wow, that's gonna be a tough one. I I might go with you just because the Rams are at home. Um, in that one, but that should be a good game. But you know what? This this NFL has been crazy so far, but. Uh, Seattle at Minnesota, another good one, and I think Minnesota needs a win. They can't go down 0-3 in this season. Yeah, yeah, they really, they really do. Um, They're desperate. So that both teams kind of mirror each other, right? They have quarterback, really good quarterback play, and uh, their offenses are very, uh, very good. And then the only difference is that one has a running game and one doesn't. <laughs> a real quick Seattle. Seattle's Seattle doesn't really have a running game, um, but they both suffer from lack of defense. You, you know, you'd say uh, probably probably Seattle a little bit more than than Minnesota. No, I would think so. Seattle lost last week, but just a quick shout out to Bobby Wagner. I think he had twenty tackles in that game last week. Man, I'm telling overtime, you, but <laughs> that's insane. Twenty tackles, man. 
He, he's, he's supposed to be the elder statement linebacker in the NFL, and you're playing like you're a kid. What's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> uh, another good – this is another good game. Green Bay at San Fran. This is the Sunday night game. That's going to be a hell of a game, huh? Yep, I would say so. Sheesh. Man, I don't even know where to go with this one. Um, look pretty. Is it going to be Jimmy G that night, or is uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something else. Uh, Packers defense, man, uh, they're not there yet, so they get another great challenge there. Uh, running, playing against that team. Oof. that's gonna be. I go, I go 49ers on this one. Yeah, they're home. Uh, and then Monday night. Always a good game. Philly at Dallas. I mean, I would think Dallas is going to win just because they've played better. Um, I, I would have to take Dallas, even though obviously I'm a Philly fan, but um, I just think Dallas right now is better. And I don't know. Yeah. Really uh, <laughs> offense, if you match, if you match in offense for offense, I will agree. But if you match in Offensive defense on both sides. The Eagles defense showed me something, man. Yeah. I mean, even if they lost Brandon Graham to injury, which is which is probably gonna hurt, not probably, that's gonna hurt them massively. Mm-hmm. Um uh and I think Brooks is injured again, right? The guard. Yes, he and is hurt. I don't know if he's injury, out, man. but what's Jeez. his name is out for the year? Uh Brandon Graham. I know Graham is out, yeah. I know yeah. that. So I don't know. Um, I know Sweat. They, I did they did they just sign Sweat to an extension? Yes. So yeah, uh, the 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 thing with the Cowboys, the Cowboys offensive line has been beast in the last first the, the first two games. So uh, I'm gonna go Cowboys here, which I hate, but I have to. Yeah, I know. I, I hate it to even say that. I got a little <laughs> thrown in my mouth saying that, but um, yeah. So all right, guys, thanks for joining us. Um, you're set for week three. We talked about week two, um, and we're all ready for week three. I, I don't know what to expect after the first two weeks of craziness so far in the NFL. Yeah. If it's anything like the first two weeks, we're in for another roller coaster of a ride for week three. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I can't wait. Yeah. So thanks for joining us, and uh, thank you for listening. And keep listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. and. Look us up on Twitter as well. Until next week, we will see you then. Take it easy, guys.